Revolution is born of hope, and its philosophy is formally optimistic. But poets and dreamers cannot make a revolution. A people, neglected, oppressed, wronged, must ally their discontent to that of political enthusiasts. Those who pretend to lead uprisings are unable to admit that they are spontaneous, as all revolutions are. They fight for the right to differ. They struggle against a complex of betrayals and lies for something called the truth, only to find that there is no such thing as a truth with which a rational society knows how to act. Revolution is convulsion, which overturns the existing order by violence. It brings on a reign of terror, not only the drama of the block or the bullet, nor the heightened struggle for power among the great of the new order, nor the tension of civil war, but the eternal tragedy of the many little lives invaded by heroic concerns which are ordinarily not theirs at all. The terror touches everyone with an obsessive power, and, during a reign of terror, political indifference becomes impossible. Revolution is always made in the name of freedom. It is directed against the tyranny of the few for the rule of the many. Revolution is accompanied by clearly defined demands for the abolition of poverty and an equal sharing of wealth. But what do these revolutions really change? Some institutions and some laws are indeed altered, but not everything is changed because the revolutionaries learn to copy their predecessors. Man simply cannot stand the strain of a prolonged effort to live in accordance with high ideals. Revolutions are waged and decided in the minds of individuals. Their cutting edge is words, not swords. An insurrection creates its own momentum, which again dictates its strategy. The vehicle used by revolutionary leaders never varies. It is to mobilize mass support for their aims. This concept is as old as revolution itself. Danton and Robespierre used their bourgeoisie to kill a king. Trotsky and Lenin unleashed the proletariat on a hapless Tsar, and the Shah failed because Iran's population favored Allah over King Mammon. This is the story of legendary revolutions and men whose lives had but a single dominating purpose. It is a tale of monarchs born to rule and those who took that birthright from them, of weak men on the throne and strong men who did not shy from extreme measures to usurp power. All were heroes just as all were pariahs of history, torn between the demands of their conscience and their belief in an ideal. Fanaticism was their original sin, and many left in their wake destruction and death. How did they justify their actions, which brought turmoil, terror, and bloodshed? Some did it to foster new ideas and change society. Others acted for personal gain or from motives of revenge. Others, observing them from the sidelines, called it treason whilst others cheered it as heroism and a personal sacrifice in the advance of the human condition. In contrast to the monarchs they faced, who were spineless and incapable of ordering a harsh solution at the crucial moment, the revolutionaries used intelligence, stamina, and panache, provided that someone stood by to help them set aside their moral principles and quash their conscience. Only a few could ever achieve this, those who came out victorious went on to smite the enemies of the revolution, to annihilate political opposition, and to transform their freedom movement into an instrument of oppression. Progressive revolutionaries soon turned themselves into conservative dictators. Absolute authority provided them with the illusion that they possessed something close to eternal power. Through indifference, impunity, and flattery, 
Those around dictators allow them to believe themselves freed from any constraint, law, or morality. Blinded by the footlights on a stage of public adoration, such men lost all sense of conscience and confused notoriety with fame. Personal power based on terror was also what led most of them to their untimely deaths, devoured by the violence they helped to create.